hillsides. Steam was rising off the highway. It felt good to be home, even if for just the space of one assignment. She eased up on the gas pedal so she could feel the car as it rode the contour of the land. Tess savored this. Savored being behind the wheel, just rolling free. So often she traveled by plane, zigzagging the country, setting down for a day here, a couple of hours there. Only last week, she had been out in Los Angeles, lounging by the Sunset Marquee Pool, taking phone calls, and then nudging her rented Miata through traffic out of Malibu for an interview with a rough-hewn film star who was headlining a studio movie. He was wildly famous for his John Wayne brand of upright machismo. In his low, gravel growl, the star spoke of being misunderstood as a man and how he was reading books like Iron John to sort through my issues. He was only surviving the psychically grueling days on location, he said, with Bach flower treatments. He lost control and told her how much it would mean to him if he and Tess could stay in touch because this was Hollywood and no one listened here ever. But she did, he said. He could tell she was hearing him. She didn't have the heart to answer him with the bald truth that of course she was being paid very well to hear him and that otherwise she doubted if she would be caught dead or otherwise listening to this American idol emoting into his essence of dandelion. The next day, the phone rang early. It was Logan, her editor, and she knew it was 10.30 in New York and that he was having his bagel and reading six newspapers almost simultaneously. He would be wearing something black from Barney's, his hair freshly cut in sharp angles. How is Conrad, he asked. Delicious? He nurses his inner child on flower juice. You'll love it. There, she had spun it already. She wanted to go back to sleep. Good girl. Logan said in the buoyant tone he only used when he was feeling good enough about himself as a player to mimic the triumvirate of editors who ran the show from corner offices. I've got a reward for you. Tired and a little burned out, Tess groaned inwardly and then instantly rebuked herself. She did still find it unbelievable that stories now landed on her. In the early years of her career, she had lain in wait for each opportunity, reeling each in with care and guile. But this was her fourth trip in as many weeks. She'd had half a dozen cover stories already this year. Buck Campbell, Logan said, as if he knew the name would dazzle her because it dazzled record producers and television execs and millions of fans. Hottest thing in country music, darling, the Tom Hanks of Nashville, and you're just the gal to jump all over it. The name shot adrenaline into her system. She felt her heart speed up as she untangled herself from the sheets and swept her wild hair out of her face. No, she had said, no. She had said it for ten minutes as Logan practically choked on his bagel. Never had he come up against a refusal from her. Have you had any chocolate yet, he asked. You ring up room service for some nice mocha, then we'll talk. Don't be condescending, Logan. I said no. He began to wheedle, a whine humming along with his words. He tried stroking her ego, telling her only she could do it. Then he switched to trying to tantalize her by saying, He's got a history that nobody's chiseled out of him. A note of panic rose above the wine, piercing as it became clear that no appeal on professional grounds was going to work. And so he began to beg. 
I already told them you would, he panted, meaning the triumvirate, the men who held his life, his career in their sway as each night they sat sipping whiskey, the sun setting the wraparound windows that made each of them look like the demigod in charge of this part of the sky. In the end, Logan pleaded in a long silence that boomed his desperation from coast to coast. She hesitated, then asked, where? Any other time, she would have refused the assignment that had brought her to this Missouri highway. She would have begged off, saying there just wasn't time before she went to England to visit the set of Hugh Grant's next film. She could have said that she didn't do country music stars, didn't know anything about that world, and didn't care to. But she had longed to go home. Tess had wanted to sit in dark theaters and hear plain-spun voices going back and forth in tones she had heard outside.